SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Exactly five past six. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Wednesday evening all the way through till 6.30. First up, the business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wes Bank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Google it to Standing by. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. According to reports, Vodacom and MTN, South Africa's largest wireless companies, have expressed interest in expanding into Madagascar by buying Telecom Malagasy SA. Sources close to the deal say that Johannesburg-based companies are interested in acquiring closely held Talma, as the carrier is called, to diversify sources of revenue. It's believed that the deal is valued at about 500 million U.S. dollars. South African construction firm Stefanuti Stocks says it has reached an agreement with the competition watchdog to pay an additional penalty of 55 million rand for bid rigging. The amount is above a penalty of 306 million rand it has already agreed to pay for bid rigging when it and several South African construction firms were hit with fines after being found to have colluded in bidding for projects. And local consumer confidence rebounded from a nine-year low in the second quarter of this year as inflation stabilized and the threat of power outages never materialized. According to the FNB and the Bureau for Economic Research, the confidence index rose by eight points to plus one, with confidence improving across all income and population groups. A look at the market performance now. The JSO share index has ended up by three quarters of 1% at 41,292 points. The rand's trading at 9.92 to the US dollar, 15.02 cents to the British pound, and 13.17 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,309 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $107, and the platinum price at $1,420 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. This in business today was brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your earth-moving business? Could it be the difference between digging and scraping, or just... Sitting and waiting. Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Eight minutes past six o'clock. Today's Market Watch is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. Guest Market Watcher this evening, Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth joins us. Wayne, market up nicely today, 41,292, up almost a percent. Yeah, and it's all driven by a weaker rand. I mean, U.S. Uh, GDP numbers came out and the economy was doing not well. It was just doing a lot better than what people expected. And the uh, resurgent dollar... Rand weakened, you know, 10, 15 cents, and the Rand head shares just went up strongly. British American Tobacco, Richmond, SAB, certainly the weaker Rand supported the resource shares. Banks also had a bit of a rebound, but it was a weaker Rand story today. 
52-week high on the market for Richmond. A couple of others in there. Impact spun out from Mondi, RMI, Rand Merchants Insurance. Uh, that's still higher, over 27 rand a share on the market. On the low side, Abel uh, dropping below 15 rand yes. to yesterday, 14.55 today. Capitec also under pressure at exactly 180 rand. Yeah, if you look at what, uh, I mean, we know the cycle has turned against the unsecured credit. The growth rate, even though it's still high, has slowed considerably. But I think what the market's more worried about um, is, you know, what bad debt provisions are, 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 are they going to have to put through when interest rates do eventually go up? And maybe more shorter term, it seems inevitable that the government's going to pass more legislation governing unsecured credit. Whether they banish these garnishy orders or whatever the case is, it seems virtually a certainty that the National Credit Act is going to be revised or there'll be some new legislation specifically targeted at this microloan industry. And I think that's what the market is really worried about. When you mentioned the U.S. Uh, GDP data for the second quarter, 1.7%, and what uh, the, the clever people in the States have done is actually recalculated their GDP all the way back to 1929 and recalibrated it. Uh, that 1.7% higher than everyone was expecting. All eyes now on, on Ben Bernanke, uh, the Fed's uh, further meeting uh, ahead. Yeah, look, I mean, he's still going to give exactly the same story, saying that the free money is going to stay around as long as what's necessary. But what he might define a little bit better is the terminology of necessary. The stronger the U.S. economy, the sooner he's going to pull back. Now, we know this and we know it's coming. So the market shouldn't actually be surprised if he is a little bit more uh, bearish tonight about the, the free money that he starts giving, maybe a few more little hints as to what's going to happen. But the key factor there is jobs, data, and unemployment. If we see a dramatic improvement in unemployment over the next few months, then the tapering stories will start coming to the fore. Um, as I said, markets shouldn't really be worried about this because we know it's coming, because we're living in a very unusual or abnormal, quite frankly, set of circumstances mm. in the developed market at the moment. And if this will actually be a return to normality, um, Ultimately, less free money is not good for financial markets, although I think the, the equity market might be able to ride it out longer than the bond market because we've already seen dramatic reversal of bond markets worldwide, quite frankly, including South Africa. R186, uh, government bond here in South Africa at 8.18, uh, still higher there. When elsewhere on the market, Murray and Roberts announcing after the market closed uh, yesterday that it was looking to buy the 38% in Clough, the Australian uh, construction business that doesn't already own. That's a transaction with a total value of around about 4 billion rand, give or take, a 25 or 30% premium on, on the Clough share price uh, on the uh, Australian Stock Exchange. Shareholders here not liking it. Marion Roberts like sold it. down heavily this morning. Yeah, no, they did not like that at all. I mean, you know, the Australian economy over time will actually perform reasonably well simply because of its richness in natural resources and its uh, proximity to China. But right now, they're actually suffering more from, uh, let's call it, the, the resources hangover than what South Africa is because they expanded so much more during the upcycle. Uh, we couldn't do the expansion because of lack of infrastructure and lack of electricity, etc., etc. But they're actually suffering from serious hangovers there now. Um, maybe the premium, well, certainly the SA shareholders thought the premium was far too high to pay for it. But I think over time it will be a good investment.
British American Tobacco out with uh, first half results this morning. Revenue slightly higher, cigarette yes. volumes lower, but uh, less bad than the rest of the market, uh, BAT tell us. A nice dividend there, 6.75 a share. Yeah, look, the dividend's up quite significantly, mainly because of rand weakness. Eh? So the dividend's up, I think, about 22% in rand terms, roughly. Look, this is a good dividend payer. It's obviously a very, very solid, very dependable business, but it is ex-growth. Eh? I mean, you are going to see consistent volume decline, 1%, 1.5% per year, virtually indefinitely. Um, so big cash resources, maybe they can diversify a little bit out of, of the tobacco line, but you're going to get good, solid dividends. But at least half your return is going to be pure dividend pay. We haven't seen too many of those diversifying outside of outside of tobacco. Yeah. Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth tonight's guest market watcher. Today's market watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co today to open a trading account today. For IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy to use, and above all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed, 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.today. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. This is the fortune that came from the sale of the cows and the sheep that graze in the fields where they found scattered seeds that came from the maize that secured funding for the co-op that planted the maize that was tended by the farmer on the fertile land that was found in the valley that was once a barren piece of land in Africa. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Quarter past six it is. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. While a crippling loss of a billion rand for the year to the February 2010 saw the then market darling Blue Financial Services uh, practically hit the wall. Just two years before that, in 2008, its market value hit three and a half billion rand based on the microlender's rapid growth across the African continent. Its listing was suspended in 2010 after failing to get those results out on time. A rescue plan led by Maibuye under Johan Meiring has struggled to gain traction and the company last month requested that its share be suspended as results for the year to February are still not ready. Then Chief Executive Dave Van Niekerk joins us now. Dave, you co-founded this business back in 2001, obviously came to the market and, uh, and the, the valuation peaking at about 3.5 billion rand. A number of extraordinary allegations have been made against uh, the previous management team, yourself included, in today's Investor Monthly publication in the Business Day. Uh, there's, there's a speculation and allegations around undocumented payments, offshore companies and tax havens, assets acquired in sky-high prices. What, what was the, the state of Blue Financial Services when you left in, in 2010? Hi, Hilton. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, you know, I mean, absolutely. We, uh, in 2010, the company had been through some trying times. Most of our funding was raised internationally. In, and in 2008, with the world markets going the way they did, we struggled to raise enough capital after that. But, but honestly, the, the allegations that that uh, that you that you mentioned, um, to be honest, they've been made for sort of the last two three years, and, and, and every time at, at specific times uh, and, and places. Um, and now we seem to keep going back to the past. You know, as a shareholder, the, the reason I'm, I'm I'm having this interview with you this evening is because. 
it's come to my attention that these are necessarily the, what's going on at Blue at the moment. And um, I believe that you know the sins of the past are, are being used um, to sort of distract the focus. I, I'm a bit concerned about the information given to the public and, uh, and, and the fact that the share is now suspended for a month. In the past, yeah, the share was only um, put on hold for a day to release some financial information. This share has been suspended for a month, and, and I've become aware of, of the reasons for the suspension, and I just feel that this hasn't been made public to, to investors um, and the public at large. You know, the company hasn't exactly come forward and, and explained um, what's going on. What what do you think is the reason for, for this rather unprecedented suspension? As you say, 30, 30 days, it doesn't exactly take that long to, to get results out, results which are already late to the market. Absolutely, Hilton. And I mean, um, you know, the, this company, a couple of months ago, it was already told that the, the business was 18 months ahead of its turnaround and that it was a, it's recovered fantastically and it's, it's now on the turnaround is complete. Now, the reasons specified for the suspension are the fact that there's a restructuring with funders, which if you read the sentence, is only due by 2014. Uh, additional capitalization or recapitalization, which is the sentence announcement that went out in January of this year, which is between Maya Boy and Blue, which is technically the same people at this stage, the same CEO. Mm. And then the third thing was a forensic audit into the 2009 financials. And then they mentioned a new forensic investigation. And if you look at the wording, it sort of sounds like it relates back to the past, Whereas, I mean, it's been brought to my attention um, from, you know, reliable sources within the organization that this is a new forensic investigation to do with current fraud within the organization. And uh, so, therefore, I've got reasons to believe that the reasons for the suspension, ha- the, that the company hasn't exactly been entirely truthful with the market. And um, the information that's been passed on to me indicates that um, the forensic audit at the moment is based on, on fraud that's been committed with an old mutual SPV. Mm-hmm. Um, there was apparently financial irregularities with a company called Lennox, which is an SPV, a deal with um, HIFSA, H-I-F-S-A, which is an old mutual subsidiary, which was structured by Maya Boyu after purchasing Blue. And at the moment, the allegations go that, that Blue's been selling loan books to Lennox at an inflated value. The same loan books have been sold more than once. There's been selling of fictitious loan books to Lennox. And um, basically, the assets that have been sold didn't even meet the, cr- the criteria. So now, the, and, and on the top of this, that the CEO didn't resign, that he was suspended. So now, this should have been brought to the market's attention. It shouldn't have been, um, you know, we are looking into 2009. It should have been, guys, we've got a new, we've got an issue, and uh, this is how we're dealing with it. And then the market would have responded accordingly. And um, so, I mean, really, I'm still a shareholder there, Hilton, and, mm-hmm. I, and I have been. I'm a founder. I've got staff, colleagues, and friends that still work there that I employed back in 2002, 2003. Investors there that I brought into that company, and and they're asking, no, we've been suspended for a month now. What's the story? And and now that that's become a concern. So I believe that there's something more material at play, and I believe it relates to the market rumor and the information that's been given to us around this old mutual SPV that that has a deal with Blue. So and that's basically why I took the call tonight. You know the allegations relating to the past and the previous management. They've been making these allegations since we left. We built that company, and we built it quickly. And basically what it boils down to now is um, if there is allegations, let due process follow. Let let due process follow, and we're happy to deal with those things when if somebody says, this is what you did. But I don't believe that the previous management um, uh, are in the spotlight. I believe that the current situation at the company is a problem. That's why it's been suspended for a, for a month, three years after our departure there. So I want this information, I want the company to, try to, to basically communicate to us as shareholders.
Dave van Niekerk, they're the former chief executive and founder of Blue Financial Services, uh, that company remaining suspended on the JSE. Mr. Nkulu, supply is about to exceed demand. Please switch me off. Thank you. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you can eliminate wastage and reduce your operating costs. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. And of course, today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Almost 22 past 6, all data from the Bureau of Economic Research and FNB today showed that consumer confidence in the second quarter has rebounded strongly from a nine-year low earlier in the year. Earlier, I spoke with Cesar Nkledlana, the chief economist at FNB, and put it to him that perhaps the picture is not as bleak as we had thought. Yes, I think so. Um, Q1 uh, was a nine-year high, worse than during the height of the global financial crisis in Q4, um, and it's similar levels to what uh, occurred during uh, our load-shedding debacle in the first quarter of 2008. So I think that this outcome uh, is uh, some recovery uh, and reflects uh, an economy uh, more accurately that has lost a lot of momentum but has not collapsed at the same time. And I think also that that is substantiated by the most re- recent labor, retail sales and motor vehicle sales data. So there are three questions opposed to adults uh, in this survey. The expected performance of the economy, the expected financial position of households and whether or not it's a good time to be buying uh, things like furniture, appliances, uh, electronics. The survey seems to suggest that households out there are, are willing to spend, albeit a little bit cautiously. Yes, um, and so the biggest driver um, of the consumer confidence outcome uh, is the household's rating of their own finances, um, where the recovery and the level um, uh, is quite high. Uh, If you look at the other questions um, with respect to uh, the rating of the economic outlook, um, households are still negative overall about the outlook for the economy over the next 12 months. However, they are less negative than they were in the first quarter of the year, and the same trend applies to the rating of the present time uh, to buy durables. So households still think this is an inappropriate time to buy durables, although fewer households um, are signaling that. And then if you disaggregate the data by income level, you actually find that it's higher in middle-income consumers uh, that are more bullish, uh, whereas uh, um, uh, low-income households are relatively uh, bearish. And again, I think that ties in with the company numbers where you are seeing uh, companies that cater to high LSM groups uh, tending to outperform those catering to low LSM groups. If you look at the uh, credit figures, you also see that arrears are picking up 
but they're picking up in low-value accounts, mm. uh, also suggesting perhaps that the bulk of the strain um, is, uh, is in the lower LSM groups. Susan, to close off with, not related to this at all, the uh, trade deficit data out today, narrowing surprisingly so uh, in, in the month. Yes, uh, and so it's something we've been uh, uh, looking at uh, carefully to see whether or not um, uh, the trade numbers will begin responding to the weak exchange rates. And I think we are starting to see nascent evidence of that. We are seeing exports beginning to uh, respond to the weak rand and, more importantly, also uh, imports beginning uh, to to uh, moderate in, in response to the weak exchange rate. And I think that's also in line uh, with the slowdown in aggregate demand in South Africa. I think the economy is undergoing a transition from uh, an aggregate demand-led economy, uh, which tends to eventually lead to an external imbalance, in other words, a large current account deficit, to one where we're starting to see um, uh, better uh, outcomes in terms of exports. Suzwe and Kletlana, they're the chief economist at FNB. 25 and a half minutes past 6 o'clock for IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy to use and above all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, Taste Holdings, which franchises the fish and chips company uh, Fast Food Outlets today, announced a unique initiative together with Brimstone Investment Corporation as well as Nedbank. The plan is to provide funding to franchisees who under normal circumstances wouldn't have the security and resources to buy a franchise. Carlo Gonzaga is chief executive of Taste Holdings. Carlo, the difference between someone who could afford a franchise and someone who can't in rands and cents, what is that difference? So, so at the moment, really, it's um, the difference is a guy who's got at maximum 100 to 125,000 rand but can't get to the what he needs being about 300,000 rand because um, that's typically what the banks require. Um, and then there's the the element that the banks also typically require security or collateral. Mm. Um, so that really is, you know, when we say that this is for franchisees who don't have security or cash, um, that's really who it's targeted at. It's sort of guys that either because they're too young, um, but they've got the right aptitude, just haven't had the time to amass enough assets to provide security or the unencumbered cash portion. What's the thinking behind this, and who put their hand up first between yourselves and, and, and Brimstone, which owns a stake uh, in your company, as well as Snedbank? Well, so, so firstly, we see the problem quite regularly because we have franchisees that come to us that we think, you know, we'd like these guys to be franchisees. Hmm. But we can see when he fills the application form um, out and gives it to us, we, you know, we can say to him, Strato, well, look, we know you're not going to get funding from a commercial bank. So we've already seen the problem, and it was really in chatting to and talking just generally with Brimstone that, and, you know, to Brimstone's credit, um, you know, they've put up their hand and they've signed along with ourselves um, as part guarantors for this. Um, so, you know, really I think it goes to, to Brimstone, you know, leveraging their relationship with both of us and bringing us together. And in the end it turned out to be quite a painless process. I mean, we put this thing together in, in a few months really. Carlo, how many stores are you aiming at with, with this initiative? So at the moment we've said 50 stores. Um, and I say at the moment because, you know, we had to put a number to it. We wanted the commitment from Nedbank. Um, and so we've said 50. And, you know, we, we're certainly all 
hoping that, that it does work out, that all the processes we've got in place, um, that it all works together as we, as we plan. Um, and uh, like I said earlier today, I'll certainly be looking to Nedbank for another 50. In terms of the, the support, uh, not only uh, financial support, but ongoing support from, from Nedbank, from yourselves as, as part of the normal run of business, um, and, and some education and, and mentorship as well. Yeah, you know, that's the other problem that we see, Hilton, is that um, a lot of franchisees that, that come into business nowadays, a lot of the sort of, let's call them lifetime franchisees, have really got franchises. So many guys that come to us don't have the knowledge to run a small business. So Nedbank have also kindly stepped up and, and offered financial training to franchisees within this category, um, as well as appointed a business manager to them. So, you know, that, along with the type of support that we normally give as a franchise, we think is going to get us in the right direction around mentoring these franchisees. But at the same token, it's something we've also got to see how it goes. Um, and if we need to put more resources at it to ensure their success, then we will. College, just to close off with, how can a prospective uh, franchisee get in contact with, with yourselves? Well, through the normal Fish and Chip Co. channels. Um, so it's either to email us after going, you know, going to our website um, or calling us or getting hold of us. And then we process the application to start with and then essentially when we're happy with it, we hand it over to Nedbank. And Nedbank and ourselves have committed to trying to get to um, a two- to three-day turnaround um, from the financing side, which is also another big advantage for franchisees. That's where they know where they are. Carla Gonzaga is Chief Executive of Taste Holdings. Well, it was a day where the JSC ended up three-quarters of 1%, 21,292 points on the market. As Wayne McCurry said earlier, largely driven on the back of a weaker round. The round 1% weaker against the dollar, 989. In fact, 990 against the greenback, 1499 against the pound, 1316 against the euro. This has been the SFA Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.today. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for game plan.